Okay, so today's daf is Kuf Yud in Psachim. We are about 11 lines from the bottom of the Amud of uh, Kuf Yud Amud Aleph, which is where we left off yesterday, discussing <coughs> Zugot, the problem of even numbers and the damage that it was believed to cause. Now, Amar of Yosef, Amar Li Yosef Sheda, so Rav Yosef apparently has an alter ego. His name is Rav Yosef Sheda, the, the demonic Yosef. He does, he's not called Rav Yosef, but there's a demon called Yosef. And he said, Ashmedai. Ashmedai is featured in many Agadot of the, of the Talmud as the king of the Malka, the Shedei. He's the king of the demons. He appears in a lot of different Gemarot. And, uh, oh, I have somebody in the waiting room here. Okay. And um, he, he appears in a lot of different Gemarot as the king of the demons. There's a whole long story about him and Shlomo Melech. But anyway, uh, he, so it, it says, He's the king, he's like in charge of all of the uh, Zugot, all of the even numbers. And it's not, a, a king would not cause damage. In other words, it's not that the damage, what they're explaining is that it's not that the damage occurs directly from the Zugot because actually Ashmedai is not in the business of bothering people and causing them harm directly because he's a king and he wouldn't be involved in such petty things. But uh, what happens with the Zugot is it makes you vulnerable to uh, other kinds of bad things happening such as uh, magic and spells and, uh, and other things that could, uh, could affect you because you are now open to, that, um, to the effects. So he says, so that, that's, a, the, however, some people interpret that the opposite way, not that because he's a king, he won't harm you, but he's a very angry king, he's very furious, and he'll do whatever he wants, because a, 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 a king will, he's going to break open the fence in order to make a, a wave. In other words, what it means is means that the, the, the king can, uh, can cut, can like eminent domain type of idea. In other words, he can take whatever property he wants. He can cut down your fence and uh, wall and, and, and make a wall. So, so meaning that since the king of the, de- in other words, the fact that the king of the demons is involved in this zugot could mean one of two things. It could either mean that you're too lowly and petty for him to bother with. Why would he want to come after you? You're not going to bother you. Or it could mean that you got to be afraid of it because uh, since he's so powerful, you could be threatened by this uh, king and he can do whatever he wants. So take it as you will. So Amar Papa Amali Yosef Sheda, he said, I also had a conversation with this Yosef Sheda. Apparently he was uh, socialized with the rabbis a lot. And betray um, Katlinan. Because, you know, all kinds of people, you know, it's interesting. The Rambam says in Moran Vuchim that Shedim are, that many times when it says Shedim in the Gemara, it just means low-life people. People who were, you know, who are like empty kinds of characters. And it's true. They tend to sometimes gravitate. You know, they're the ones that they want to talk to the, the rabbis. They hang out with them. They come over to them. They have all kinds of impertinent discussions and questions and stuff like that. So maybe that's what it's talking about. It's one of those guys. I'm sure your father has a million of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. They come for the divorce and they stay for uh, yeah, so anyway, yeah, so it says, betray Katlina, but two, for two, they kill. Barba'a, lo Katlina, but for four, they don't kill. Barba'a, maskinan. Okay, so for four, you can, you can get damaged, but you won't get killed for the, uh, in other words, we're talking about uh, the Zugot again. So Zugot, if it's only two, then it's, uh, it's actually potentially fatal. But if it's four, it's uh, damaging potentially, but not, not fatal. And also betray, ben bishogek ben mezid. If it's two, in other words, if you did something in twos, you had two of something, two drinks, whatever, uh, whether you did it on purpose or by accident, you're subject to the rule of Zugot and therefore potentially you could have harm whether you did it on purpose or not. But when it comes to four, that has to be intentional. If you didn't do it intentionally, 
uh, it's not going to harm you. <clears throat> now we don't understand what any of this, why this, any of this would be, but that's just what this shade is telling him. But if a person forgets, and it happens, man, if he goes out after having drunk two cups of uh, wine or whatever it is that's the, uh, the, the, the zugot issue in the particular situation. So he goes out like that. So what you do? We've seen this before, but you take the thumb of the right hand and you put it in the left hand like this. You put the thumb of the, the thumbs in the opposite hand, right? The thumb of the left hand in the right hand, thumb of the right hand, left hand. We've seen this before in Masechet Shabbat when there are all kinds of also ways of repelling demons over there. And, uh, and it says, and what do you do? Venemachi, you say, Atun va'ana hatelata. Say, you and I were three, meaning trying to repel the idea of two, right? And if you hear that the demon said, no, we're four, we're not three, we're four. So, say that we're five. And if he, he ups it again and the demon says, no, six, we're six. Okay, because he's trying to get to the even number. So, and you can go to seven. This sounds like some kind of a game that we used to play when we were kids, you know. Anyway, there was one time where somebody had an argument with the shed all the way up to 101. He kept saying, no, we're, we're 10, no, I'm 11, no, I'm 12. They kept going back and forth. And uh, eventually, eventually the shed got so uh, distressed that he exploded. So I guess that was a good ending, but it took, probably took a long time to get there. Anyway, Amar Amar says that Amrali Rishtani de Nashim Kashvanyot, the head of the witches. They have the most interesting conversational partners. Now we went from Shedim to the chief, uh, you know, witch. And she said, If you want to know what to do, if you run, I guess she's telling trade secrets here, but if you want to know what to do, if you happen to run in to, to, uh, to uh, witches, I'll tell you what you can do to protect yourself. What she was, you say like this. This is a very interesting incantation. Say here. Now, the way that they interpret it here is that, um, is that it means hot dung, hot feces. In baskets, right? Yeah, should go, should go into your mouth. Now, the word bazia could either mean that the baskets have holes in them, or it could mean that it should make a hole in your mouth, meaning it should go in and penetrate your mouth, one or the other way, right? Nashe de charshaya, women who uh, engage in, uh, 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 you know, to the to the women of the uh, right says He's addressing them. In other words, saying that this feces should go into your mouth, you. Uh, Women witches. So each of these things, Karach Karachaychi is the, uh, is that he, Rashi says, and uh, Rashbam says, that all of the hairs that you use for your witchcraft should fall out. Okay, and parach parachaychi, and all the and all of the breadcrumbs that you use should be blown away. Parach parachaychu or parachaychu it has in the Rashbam that your breadcrumbs should be blown away because they would cast spells on them. If a person had hair somewhere, uh, that they would be able to cast a spell on it. If they left crumbs, they could cast a spell on it. May your all of your spices that you use for your witchcraft be dispersed. Okay, parachazika lemorika chadita dinekitu. Nashim Kashvaniot, he said that, uh, that uh, may the, um, the new saffron that you use for your, uh, uh, for, your, um, for your witchcraft be blown away by the wind. Okay, and then he says, From the time that, uh, that they were merciful to me, meaning that Hashem was merciful to me and I was careful myself, I didn't come among you. But now, but now that I've come among you, 
Karchanani v'chananachi. So, and, and the way that the, uh, the Rashbam explains it is, now that I came among you, ho'ilu bati benechem, yode'ani shenitkaru rachamechen me'alai, ve'gam rachamay nitkaru shelochasti alasmi. He's saying, I see now that you are no longer being kind to me, and I'm not being kind to myself because I got myself into this trouble. Interesting incantation to say. So some of it is like cursing them, and some of it is saying like, I'm in trouble, please, uh, you know, I mean, uh, and, and please forgive my uh, mistake. But either way, this is an incantation that will ward off the effect of the uh, kishuf, of the, uh, of the magic I can do. In Israel, they weren't careful about this uh, zugot because they said that Eretz Israel doesn't have these, uh, the, the, the effects of the zugot. Kapid, he was careful. From the Harda was careful about it. Even the markings that they used to put. Uh, when they would sell wine, they would make like marks in there to say how much was in it or whatever it was, information on the outside of the barrels that they were selling. And he would make sure not to put uh, an even number of markings on there. And there was one case where they put actually uh, an even number of markings and it exploded. So anybody who's careful about Zugot, they hold, then Zugot affects him. But uh, if, they, if, they're not, uh, careful, if they're not concerned, in other words, a person who's not concerned with it, so then they're also not um, concerned with him. In other words, if the person is, um, is not concerned with it, then it's not going to affect him as a point. But we should still try to be uh, cautious and protect ourselves despite the fact that, uh, that you know, ignoring it might be tempting because it seems like uh, if you ignore it, it will ignore you. But uh, we should be careful anyways what they're advising you to do. Now, when Avdimi came and said, that two eggs, two nuts, or two kishuin are like gourds, type of, type of gourd. Vidavar um, And another thing, it's like, a, it's a tradition going back to Sinai that these are the things that are, uh, you shouldn't have pairs of. But the davar acher, we don't know what that thing is. What is the davar, what is the other thing? You told us nuts, and you told us eggs, and you told us gourds, but what is the other thing? And since the rabbis didn't know what the other thing was, because, so therefore they said you shouldn't have anything in doubles. Because we don't know what that is. We don't know what the davar acher is. We don't know what the, so since there's one other thing that pairs can cause you harm, so therefore we have to be careful about all pairs because we, uh, we don't know what the, um, what the uh, other thing is where the, uh, where it could affect you, right? So, so that's the uh, that's why they were so careful. Like we said on the previous Amud, that peop- that ten or eight or six or four don't really have the effect of zugot because we said, oh, because of the pasuk or because of this, right? That's only true regarding the shedim. That the shedim won't bother you for four, six, eight, and ten. But if somebody's casting spells on you, then it doesn't matter. Any even number can make you susceptible to the witchcraft. This is a good story. The, uh, a guy got divorced from his wife, and in Sevale Chanvaash, he got married to a shopkeeper, basically like a, like a bar owner, it sounds like. So her husband would come into this bar, which now she was the owner, or the, you know, her husband, her new husband, her second husband, was the owner of this uh, restaurant, basically. And he would come and drink in there, yeah. all right? 
Right? What? Yeah, the ex-husband will come drinking it. Right? I'm sure that, you know, this is, this is harmless compared to other things that people do against their ex. But anyway, he would come and she would try to cast spells on him all the time. She could never really get it because she could never affect him. He was so careful about Zugot that she could not manage to, uh, to bewitch him with her spells as much as she wanted to. So one day he drank a little bit too much. He, he lost track. But you might think he lost track after two or three drinks, but no. Up to 16 drinks, he still was very uh, clear, right? Yeah, he could still drive. After that, after he passed 16 drinks, uh, he didn't. He lost count, you know. He ended up leaving the restaurant on an even number of drinks. A certain um, uh, Arab guy saw him. Amale said, He said, that guy's a dead guy. Like he thought he was a zombie or something walking in the street because he was like, like walking around like uh, not uh, normally. And, yeah, and then, and so it says... Uh, uh, he says, uh, There's a dead guy walking around. So, Azil Dikla, the guy went and grabbed onto a tree to steady himself, I guess. Dikla, and what, and what it should actually say is Tzava, uh, okay? But the, the point is that this tree um, became dry, dried out immediately from the uh, bewitching that his wife had uh, cast on him this spell. His ex-wife, I should say, cast him on, uh, cast this spell on him, and uh, and Rashbam explains. He says, In other words, he was feeling sick, so he grabbed onto the tree. The tree dried out and exploded, and of course, he got he was you know uh, lost in the uh, in the explosion there. So that's his upaka, right? So uh, uh, so the upakahu, um, and he he also died. So the point was that uh, the uh, the the tree and the guy. Um, explode because of the witchcraft. The point was because since he left on Zugot, because the point was that even though before we said that over two, really, those other numbers that are multiples of two don't have don't affect you in Zugot, that's only for the Maziki and the Shedim won't bother you. But if someone's trying to cast a spell on you, they'll be able to do it uh, if they're really trying. And that's what happened to this guy. He had a spell cast on him and he, by touching the, the, the tree, it exploded and, you know, it was a really... Uh, Sad ending there. Now, when it comes to plates and loaves of bread, we don't care about whether you have an even number, meaning you don't have to invite an odd number of people to your uh, dinner table all the time. So you have a, an odd number of plates or have like, you can't, what would the problem would be like, couldn't have lechem mishnah and shabbat because you couldn't have two loaves because it's two goats. He's like, that's not a problem. Not a problem with loaves. Anything which is completed by the hands of a person, there's no an artificial item or something that's prepared like uh, bread, there's no rule of zugot. Right? Uh, then, uh, so then it, it, when it's made by Hashem, in other words, when it's something that's natural, right? So when it's some kind of a food or drink, obviously, then we're concerned. But if it's something that is actually cooked by a person, I guess wine is not considered created by a person because it's just, it's not, there's no actual process. They just squeeze it out and it, it is what it is. They don't cook it or anything like that. Anything that's actually fashioned by a person, uh, the, the rule of, yeah, processed in some way, right? So that, uh, that would be, that, then Zugot would apply to it. But anything that is, um, that is not uh, uh, processed at all, that's, that's where you have Zugot. Anything that's processed at all would not, um, would not be a concern. Now, the uh, also it says chanut in zugot restaurants. We're not worried about zugot. So of course the question is, what about the guy just before that? Uh, 
that he uh, he he was attacked. So so the Rajabam says uh, he says that a person who that that's that's only for the the mazikin, only for the shedim. That if you drink in a restaurant in Zugot, you're not going to be affected. But if your wife, your ex-wife is trying to cast a spell on you, you've got to watch out even in the restaurant because look what happened to that guy. Obviously, it worked. So we've got to be careful. Um, similarly, um, it says, If you drank one drink and then you change your mind and have a second drink, that's also not Zugot because you didn't plan from the beginning to have two. You had one, you change your mind, you had another one. If you have a, a guest, Zugot doesn't apply to a guest, so seemingly that, that that would mean that if a person is um, is not the one making the decision about what is served, so then zugot would not apply to them. I assume that's what uh, that's what it means, right? Um, it doesn't mean you can't invite a number of guests because they don't know what they're going to bring, right? Yeah, that's what the, where, where did you see that? Oh, that's what I thought I saw that, that that it was, but I, I can't see it here because he doesn't know what they're going to bring, right? So it's like it's like nimlach every time because whatever they bring is a new thing. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, because it's broken into two sides. Oh, because Rashi took over the yeah. whole right left side. I see. Mm-hmm. So it's gets confusing. Yeah, just to find things. Um, yeah. So he says oreach the eno yodea. Right. So that's what I thought I remembered. Okay. And then um, and then isha in bo mishum zugot doesn't apply to a woman. But if she's an important woman, then, then we are concerned. And the reason is because women don't generally sit and, around and drink. So the rule of zugot doesn't apply to them because it's only for a man who typically drinks, you know, multiple cups and uh, has to worry about whether it's even or odd number. doesn't apply to women unless she's isha chashuvah because I guess an isha chashuvah does typically go to banquets and things like that and drink more. Amarav chinana, b'rei d'rav if a person is drinking wine and amidst the drinking of wine he has two cups and so he decides to have ispargus, it's like, it sounds like, like a sangria type of thing. It has like, uh, it's made from wine but it has other kinds of spices and other kinds of things that they would mix into it um, and, and vegetables um, that they would, they would mix wine and, and uh, cabbage, I guess, or uh, whatever the, um, it says here, kruv. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And, yeah, and the parsim, it says. And they would, they would mix other kinds of things, and it was a kind of a drink that was done for health reasons. Right, was, yeah, that's what I thought. Aspar- it sounds so much like asparagus, but they never translate it that way. Right, they come from the same plant, asparagus and, and cabbage, I think. Maybe, maybe it's the same family, that's why it's called aspargus. I always wondered that. But it says, if he had two cups of wine and then he had one of these, so it's not going to be a problem because it's not considered... Uh, so if he had one cup of wine and he had one of these, it won't make it considered zugot. But if he had two cups and then he had one of these, we'll fix it. So it's mitzaref, there's tova, but not the ra'ah. It helps you. Yeah, it helps you for good, but not for bad. So one opinion was, this is not so helpful because if you have exactly the opposite report. Either Rava said, Zugot is lechumra or lekula. Lechumra would mean that if you're not sure how much you drank, lechumra, you should drink another cup. Because why? Because if you had an e- uneven number, if you had an odd number, and now you drink another cup, okay, it's, it doesn't combine because you interrupted in the middle. Right, and if you had a, a number that was ah uh, that was um, that was even already, so that will add on and it will make it an odd number because that's your intention, right? So that so you could possibly so that's lechumra or lekula that if you don't know whether you uh, drank enough, so you shouldn't do it. Why not? Because you shouldn't drink another. Yeah. Meaning you don't know if you had even or odd. Why? Because you're showing that you don't care about zugot. And remember, a person doesn't care about zugot; he won't be affected. So it's better not to. 
and drink a, a, a cup to try to guess whether you, uh, you know, to try to fix what you did. Just leave it as it is. So you have two different opinions. Should you drink another cup to try to fix it or not? Um, Ravah is reported as saying both. If you have two cups of wine and then one of beer, that's not considered an odd number because it doesn't combine together. Okay, that's you had two cups of wine. But trade the shikhav had the mitzray. But if you had two cups of beer and one of wine, the wine will uh, will complete it and make it an odd number instead of even. That's like the rule in Tuma Vitara that if you have you have a rule that different fabrics have different me, uh, minimum measurements to become tame. Right? If you combine something from multiple fabrics that have different measurements, some have a smaller measurement, some have a larger measurement, then if you combine something that has a larger measurement with something that is more strict and has a smaller measurement, then it counts. But if you combine something, meaning it counts towards the measurement of the, uh, you know, of the, of the garment that has the larger requirement. But if you take something that has a more uh, lenient requirement and attach it to something that's more stringent, so then it won't uh, it won't uh, add towards the measurement of that thing that has a more stringent requirement. It only goes the other way around that the stringent one could be added to the more lenient one. So in the same way, he's using a metaphor. Obviously, it's not literal, but the point is that wine is considered to be more chashuv. So if you add wine to beer, we could say you had a third cup. But if you had two cups of wine and then a cup of beer, we don't really consider the cup of beer as adding to the cups of wine because it's lower than the cups of wine. And therefore, if you had two cups of wine, the beer cup will not make it an odd number. You've got to have one more cup of uh, wine in that case. And if you had only one cup and then you had a cup of beer, it will be okay because it's not considered to combine together. If you have two cups before the dinner, taka is the table, right? So if you had two cups before dinner and one over the table, they will combine together. But if you have one during the meal, but what? But one is uh, you have one before the meal and two during the meal, low It won't combine. So it says if you have. Uh, so the point is that if you have two before, you pregame the meal and you have one during the meal, that combines together. But if you if you had only one before and then you have two during the meal, that's considered they had zugot during the meal, right? That's, uh, I'm sorry, no, the other way around, right, right. If you had two before, because it's talking about where you had three. So if you had two before, right, and one during the meal, so you had three, so you're okay. But if you had one before and two during the meal, lo mitzrafinan. So that means that it was zugot because you had two during the meal, right? Yeah. So matkiv lo is that what I said? I confused myself. Matkiv lo says, What do we care about the table before the table, after the table? We're concerned about the person. Right? He says, why are we concerned about the table? And the point is that the person had three cups. What do you care about the table before the table, after the table? What, what difference does it make? Right? It says, Everybody agrees that if you had two cups while you're drinking at the meal and one afterwards, they don't combine. Okay, because there's a, a situation, there's a story told of Rav 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 Nachmani in Masechet Bava Mitziah that he had eaten already, he had drunk already, and um, and uh, he explains it in the, the Rashbam breaks that he had that the the one afterwards. Right, so 
below Adoraita Kasut because it says that it, that they uh, that he ha- that they had to bring back. If you have two uh, two at the meal and then one afterwards, they won't combine together because he required them to bring back the table in order to have the third cup to make sure that they didn't have zugot. Okay, so they, without the table, it wouldn't work because it's. I guess the reason why is because it's considered to be something new. I assume that's that's the reason. In other words, if you had something before the meal, so you know that it's preceding the meal, so it obviously combines together with the meal. But if you already finished the meal completely, you took away the table, and you have something else that's not considered to combine with the meal anymore because you already took the table away. I assume that's the reason for the difference. Anyway, that but anything that's mixed mitzaref will combine But if you mix water with water. Okay, like you mix hot water with cold water is the example. That's why you would mix different types of water. So in that case, the, uh, the, the water does not, uh, it doesn't combine. Meaning if you had, let's say, um, if you were drinking wine, a cup of wine, you had two cups of wine, you say, oh, we better have a third cup. I don't really want to have a third cup of wine. I'll have a cup of the mixed water. It doesn't count. Mixed water doesn't count to, to be wine. However, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says that even water counts. Now, of course, there's a chumrah and a kula side to it. There's a leniency and a stringency because if you had two already and you want to have one more cup and water does count, so you can fix it by having one more cup. On the other hand, if you had only one cup of wine and then you have a cup of water, if water counts, then you had two now. You have a problem. Right, so so either way, it's a it's chumrah and a kula. Rabbi Yochanan said that why water, since it is mixed, cold and hot water are mixed together to get just the right blend of water. So therefore, it would uh, it is considered to be a uh, it is considered to be another thing that is mazug, a mixed beverage. So he says, That's only if you mix water that is cold with hot and hot with cold. That Rabbi Yochanan says it's a mixed beverage. But if you just took hot water and you put it with other hot water, but if you just mix the same thing, cold water with cold water and hot water with hot water, I mean, then what did you really accomplish? You didn't do anything. You just added to the water. That's not considered a mixed beverage, and that definitely doesn't count towards the number, whether for good or for bad. There are four things that if you do them, your death is on your own head. And you're liable for your own death because you were irresponsible. And if not, if you go, but if there's a tree next to the wall, a palm tree next to the wall, and you go in between that space between the palm tree and the wall, and to go to the bathroom, because that's what they used to do back then. They would go between, you know, they would just find a private spot outside. But then, then you're going you're gonna to have mazikin, uh, the shedim are going to get you. Or if you pass between two palm trees, or if you drink from water that was borrowed, okay? Borrowed water, apparently, is uh, the shedim go after a person who drinks from water that was borrowed. We're going to see what, borrowed. meaning you borrowed it from somebody. It wasn't yours. Yes. You, yeah, can I have a sip of your water? That's everything. Or if you cross over, you walk over water that's been spilled out. Even if your wife spilled it out right in front of you, don't walk over it. Okay? Now, if a person goes to the bathroom between a palm tree and the wall, that's only if there's not a space of four amot back there. But if there's a large space behind the tree, between the tree and the wall, then the shedim have lots of space, so you're not edging them out. So it's okay. The problem is that they hang out behind those trees and you're going to be bothering them without realizing. And even if there's a small space, that's only if there's no other way around. They won't bother you if you take their space, if they have another way to go around. It's only if they're trapped in there. And But if they could go around the other side of the uh, of the tree and it's open space, so then they're, they're not going to bother you. If you pass through two palm trees, that's only if there's no road passing through there. But if there's a road, if there's already a public road going through those two 
a palm tree, so then the, the Shedim know that it doesn't belong to them, they're not going to bother you. You borrow water from someone. That's only if a child uh, borrowed the water. But if an adult borrowed the water, then we're not concerned. Why that is, it doesn't really explain, I don't think. But then it says, Even if it's the, a child, it's only in the field where water is not common. But where there's water everywhere in the city, right? So then, we're not concerned. That's only water. But if you borrow uh, uh, wine or beer from someone, it's not going to affect you even in the field. Don't walk over, spill that water. That's only if they, there was no dirt placed over that water. Like they didn't put anything over it. Nobody spit into the water. It's just pure water. But if they sprinkle dust over it or somebody spit in it, that's okay. That's only if the sun didn't shine on it. Meaning it's only if it spilled out at night. And there were not 60 steps of people who already walked over it. But if people have already trampled on it and the sun has already shone on it, it's okay. And that's only if you're not riding on a donkey. And you're not wearing shoes. But I mean, you walked barefoot over it, basically. But if you're riding on a donkey and you're wearing shoes, you don't have to worry about that water affecting you. All of this is only true if there's no witches around trying to cast a spell on you, right? Right? Even though the uh, you have all of these special conditions, like you are riding on a donkey, you are wearing shoes. Uh, uh, many people already walked over the water. All of those thi- all of those things are only leniencies for the the sheidim won't bother you. But that doesn't mean that if you have a bad ex, that she's not going to cast a spell on you, and you're going to you know it's going to harm you. So as it says, for example, uh, it should say what de de probably right. There was a certain person who was riding a donkey and he was wearing shoes. And what ended up happening was his, uh, his um, like, shoes shriveled up and his legs dried up and shriveled up also. Meaning even though he was riding on a donkey and even though he was wearing shoes, the fact that he went over that water that spilled, the, uh, somebody must have had it out for him and... Uh, and 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 cast uh, some witchcraft on him. Maybe he also had a bad ex-wife that they, you know, and then and 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 therefore he uh, he was affected by it, even though the conditions were met. So, Mr. Hashem, we'll continue from here tomorrow. We have more of the uh, the shedim Language to deal with. Yeah, shedim. Yeah.